New Birth Ministries. We have church online on Sunday, and we have Wednesday night Bible study, and our church services start at 10 o'clock in the morning, and our Bible studies are on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. And when you come to our church services, you don't have to wear a three-piece suit, and you don't have to worry about anybody uh, saying anything smart about your clothes, how big your hat is. Amen. <laughs> old days before churches even got started. You know, church got started in the, the early church got started in homes. They read the Bible, they fellowshiped, they got together and they praised the Lord. They weren't afraid to praise the Lord like we do nowadays. You know, everybody tries to act like they're too cute to praise. Oh, no. No, 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 no. You praise the Lord. You know, God gave his only son so that we would be saved from sin, hell, and death. Hi, John. God bless you. And, and, and he gave his only son, and that was very good for us and important to us, so therefore we ought to thank God. Amen. Oh, give thanks. Amen. Unto the Lord. Why? For he is good. Amen. Yes, he is good. Um, amen. Praise God. Judy says, our church service on Sunday is going to be a memorial service for Dad. Amen. That's beautiful. Yes, because you had to go to Wisconsin. And that's nice. Now they're going to have one in Florida. Beautiful, Judy. God is good. Amen. Anybody else have anything they want to say? No, everybody's quiet. No. Nobody has anything they want to say. Well, God bless you. Thank you for coming. And I hope that everyone on here is ready for tonight. And I also hope that everyone on here um, has a heart for Jesus. Because if you don't, it, well, if you don't have a heart for Jesus and you feel led, just let us know about the Bible study. And, uh, oh, Rodrigo, uh, we can, I'll put you on so that you can speak, okay? Um, can you understand us? You're from Brazil, and you said that you wanted to learn English. Yes, I can. Okay, I'll go ahead and put you on. Hold on. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, good, good. Okay, as I told you, this is my first time here. Um, a friend told me about this chat program, and um, oh, thank you, thank you. It's like it's been uh, five years I've been learning English. Um, my boss, he's American, and I have the opportunity to speak English almost every day. And um, yeah, this is basically it. I didn't know how to use the microphone here, so that's why I asked you to, to speak. Thank you, and uh, um, God bless you. And Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Um, you, you can also, uh, there's, I don't know if you've done it before, but there, there are, uh, there are other uh, programs and everything on here, too, where you can learn English. Amen. Uh, so I hope it works out fine for you. We're glad to have you on here. Now, what we're going to do tonight, uh, Reverend Nicole, I will ask you to pray us in. Do you mind praying us into the Bible study? Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you today for blessing us with your presence. Thank you for bringing us here safely. Lord Jesus, we know we didn't have to really travel over the highways to get to our computer, but those of us who had to travel on the highways at all today, we thank you for those blessings. Lord Jesus, we ask that you send your spirit, and Lord, again, we ask that we learn today. We ask that you teach us what you would have us to learn 
and we ask that we learn about salvation, what it is that we need to do to be saved. Lord, we ask somebody's soul is saved, somebody's heart is touched, and somebody's life is changed. Lord, anoint this room. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So what we're going to do tonight is we're talking about salvation. As you saw, as I had on the first board, salvation. What does it mean to you? And we all know Yeshua, we call him Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Amen. With Yeshua being his Hebrew name, as you've heard me say before. Jesus is the answer. Well, I want to ask everybody tonight, and you could either type your answers or ask for the mic, and I will give you the mic. Okay, so I told you we're going to do it freely. We're going to do it different tonight than the normal no notes that I usually put on here. And I want to know, I will start this out, Reverend Nicole and I will be tag-teaming, so to speak. <laughs> Reverend Nicole, if you have something, just say, hey, or, or something, and I'll, I'll put you on. Or just say, Mike, you know, whenever you're ready, or we could just talk together. Amen? Um, so what we want to know, first of all, what does salvation mean to you? Does anyone want to speak it out, type it out? Now, we know that people accept the Lord as their Savior. They're introduced into the family of God. They're asked to live a holy life. Amen. To go to church, to read the Bible, to study, to show thyself approved. But we want to know deep from your heart what does salvation mean to you. Hi, Gilbert came on. God bless you, Gilbert. Thank you for coming on. Amen. So nobody wants to... Uh, Reverend Nicole, I'm going to put you on again. See if we can do it together again. Okay, oh, you there. cool. We're both okay. on there. There you go. Barbara answered, It means to me that I am with Jesus every minute of my life. Mm. You know, this song... The, um. Jesus is the answer reminds me of a song that we sang when I was like seven years old in vacation Bible school. Jesus is the answer, what a friend is he. God's beloved son who died on Calvary. He gives my life meaning and I come to say that, um, I forget the rest. <laughs> but I remember that much. It was pretty. Thank you. Amen. Barb finishes up saying, Eternity started when I accepted him in my life. Amen. I like how she says eternity. Yeah. Judy, that I am saved and my sins are, there it is, my sins are forgiven. I will join my Savior in heaven. Amen. Don't feel bad. I forgot the words. <laughs> Amazing grace once. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I call it age. I start singing and, and I forget the words to the song. Uh, <laughs> so I have a hard time with that. When I sing songs, I have to have paper there to make sure I get through it. Um, we, salvation. Um, being free from sin. Being free from sin. Salvation means being free from sin and its consequences. That's a very important um, sentence to remember. Amen, Ruth? Amen. 
So we know, if you ever see a child that does something they have no business doing because they didn't think before they did it, and then they get in trouble for it, and they're upset because they got, they're getting in trouble for doing <laughs> that thing, well, that's, see, we have to beware of the consequences of our actions. God watches everything that we do. So salvation is being free from sinning in the first place, and its consequences, especially in life after death, and saving us from danger, difficulty, or evil. That's right. The price for sin is death. Wages, Wages of sin is sin. death. Amen. Now, and I was, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just thinking about, um, you had said, um, emphasize eternity. And I, um, when I teach my kids, I tell them, you're going to live forever. You just have to choose if you want to live forever in heaven or if you want to live forever in hell. Mm -hmm. Amen. So we know the wages of sin is death. What is the remedy for sin? Type it if you... The gift of God is eternal life. Amen. What is the remedy for sin? If you are if you're out there and you're a sinner and you don't want to do it anymore, amen. Barb says turning to Jesus for forgiveness and repent. Amen. That's right. Amen. We have to repent for our sins. We have to turn our back on our sin. Denounce them. Amen. repent ah she said turning to Jesus for forgiveness and repent and repent uh, rev ma'am you want to explain it repent means to confess that you did it say that you did it acknowledge that you did it and turn away from it without going back and doing it don't just say I'm sorry because you got caught but true repentance meaning your heart your heart is sorry that you did it not just in your mind and not because it's the law but you really want to make a change you really want to go forward in a, a new life amen now there is something called the true and false repentance there are people who falsely repent if you could believe it, there's a true and false repentance. Now, repenting doesn't always require tears. Amen? Amen. Some people are good at the tears, but their, heart, their, their, their eyes are saying one thing, but their heart is saying another. There's a true and false repentance. Barbara said something. Um, sometimes repenting is hard if it is a sin that you have committed many times. That's true. And we have to ask ourselves too. You know, is it a generational curse? Hmm. Sometimes we can't stop doing that thing because it could be a generational curse. Right. Well, my mind's thinking faster than I'm reading. Um, 
The Holy Spirit is to be relied on to help you overcome persistent sin. And then right behind that, Judy writes, Salvation unto us has come by God's free grace and favor. And then I was just reading, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. And those just all went together. And I just read Romans 323-25 Amen Now you see what I wrote up here God required a blood sacrifice Yes uh, Jesus is the substitute for man's sin Like the Bible says He became sin for us yes. if, you, if you think about in of Genesis with Adam and Eve when Adam and Eve sinned a poor animal had to give his life the blood had to be shed amen amen yeah sin and death came by Adam by the first Adam came by Jesus amen the last Adam <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Jesus took the penalty of death. He bore our sins and our sufferings. Let's go to okay, let's go to first Peter two twenty four. Two twenty four? Uh huh. And this is talking about Jesus. I'll start with um, 19. Is everybody there? 1 Peter 2:19, And it says, For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endured grief, suffering wrongfully. So in other words, it's saying, don't say, why me? Why me? Because if Jesus suffered, we're going to suffer as well. That's why we have to have longevity. We have to have... We have to be able to put up with these things that happen to us. For what glory is it if when you are buffeted for your faults, you take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even here unto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example. See, Jesus suffered as an example for us. It says that ye should follow his steps who did no sin. Jesus didn't. Now these people that are saying on TV and, and in different society, parts of society that saying Jesus sinned and he lusted for Mary and all that, that's a lie. That's a lie of the enemy. It says in verse 22, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. And then verse 23 says, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not that committed himself to him that judges righteously. Then 24, it says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you are healed. Amen. By whose stripes we are healed. Jesus did all that 
so that we could be healed. That's love. Anything you want to say, Rev? Unconditional love. Mm-mm. Amen. I mean, that's it. I mean, how many times, and I'm going to bring back with our kids, how our kids just throw fits whenever they get caught in a nap. I didn't do it. It wasn't, you know, you're looking at them and you know they did it. And sometimes as parents are like, okay, I'm going to let you go for that one. And um, we actually will step in between our child and somebody who's ready to do our child in and intercede and how Jesus does that for us. Knowing that we mm -hmm. just acted up, but because, <laughs> not because we say, Jesus, we didn't do it, but because we said, Jesus, I did it, I'm wrong, forgive me. Then he'll go to the Father, look, you know what, I'm stepping in. I, I'm stepping in, in in the gap right here with this child. Let this child come in. Um, we're going to forgive this child because this child just was stupid and didn't know anything. You know? <laughs> and he Did doesn't it? complain. And yet, yeah, it said he doesn't complain. Jesus doesn't complain. I like what, I want to go back to what Barb said. I think it was Barb. Uh, let me see what she had set up here. It means to me that I'm with Jesus every... No, there's something else that Barb had said. I wanted to... No, sometimes... There it is. I want to go back to what Barb said. Sometimes repenting is hard if it is a sin that you've committed many times. Tell us what you mean by that? You could either, uh, do you have a mic or do you just want to type it? Okay, you want to you explain, go further, what you mean by that, uh, repetitive sin? And I'm also reading where she wrote, I'm thinking of something like drinking to the point of drunkenness. Mm -hmm. It takes work to overcome. And then she qualified it. I know I don't drink, but she's letting us know. So I'm thinking more of like, um... Hello, John. God bless you. <laughs> while she's typing, like a strong man sin, one that only can come out by prayer and fasting? That, yeah. And you know, Rev, it also depends on how strong a person's spirit is. Remember I was saying the other day about, you know, we worry so much about our fleshly man. We make that fleshly man over big. Uh, we greed. We feed that fleshly man too much. The eyes, the ears, the body, the mouth, the stomach. Mm. But then our spirit man um, is deprived. Is, yeah, he's deprived. He's starving. And this is what, it is hard to overcome something if you are not strong in the spirit. You have to spend more time fasting and praying to God. We have to keep prayer is, is our avenue, our open avenue at, for, as communication to God. Like Barb says here, she said, um, that type of problem or mean temper or gossip can be a continual sin. Okay, Rev, what, what were you saying just now? You said, um... You quoted a scripture? Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure exactly where the scripture is, but um, it talks about something can only... Matthew. Matthew? Matthew yeah, 17, I believe. 
Some things can only come out by prayer and fasting. Matthew 17, 21. Go ahead, read it. Um, <clears throat> that's what I, I think that that's what I preached on on Sunday. Yeah, Judy says, yes, it takes God's word. Now, in Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 to 21, we have the story of the healing of the demoniac son. Uh, the, the man and his son, his son was demoniac. He had all kind of spirits. The spirits would throw him into the fire, and then they would throw him into the water, and he just had an imbalance there. He had no control. The spirits controlled him. And it, it, the Bible in verse, verse 15 calls him a lunatic, and it says he was sore vexed. And so the man took the, the boy to uh, the disciples for them to heal the boy, and they couldn't heal him. So then he goes to Jesus, and the disciples go, and they ask him, how come we couldn't heal this boy? What happened? We did it in your name. See, there's a lot of people who are doing things in the name of Jesus. This is why Jesus tells people, uh, depart from me for I know you not. There are people who are doing things in the name of Jesus, but they don't realize it goes by their faith. And he told them in verse 17, uh, verse 17 he said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? And, and then he healed the child. They pulled Jesus aside wanted to know why they couldn't heal him. Then he goes down to tell him in verse 20, 21, he says, How be it, this kind goes not out, but by prayer and fasting. There right. are, amen. amen, there are spirits in this world, in our lives, that will not leave unless we pray and fast together bound together by love. You have to pray and fast. That doesn't mean to sit up and eat eight meals a day and watch TV and stay on that computer all day long and not spend time with God. Amen. Once you get saved, amen. Once you get saved, God expects for you to change your lifestyle. He expects for you to talk to him more. You know what? That's part of a relationship. Trust and communication. Excellent. That that's that's part of a relationship, trust and communication. And part of that communication is prayer. You know, there's there's Talking. actually three parts of communication. You got your prayer, your fasting, and the word of God. Your prayer you're talking to God and the word God's talking to you. And <laughs> fasting, that's right in the middle, right there. So that that communication can come without entering between something without, mm -hmm. without having to fight through the food and the TV and the my, my, my vice is Pepsi or the computer <laughs> or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your kids or your, your, your boss. There's that, that fasting, there's nothing to get between God communicating to you and you communicating to God and therefore as your relationship has that more communication, then you have the trust and you have the two strong pillars. Amen. And you know, I was thinking as you were talking too, in the Bible, if you if you notice in the Bible, with John, um, in Revelation, I believe, with Daniel, with Joseph, uh, Samuel, and, and it, it's all throughout the Word of God that people got their prayers answered after they fasted. Amen? Amen. Barb says, I believe 
as we stay near Jesus, sin becomes more offensive to us. That's very true. Sin becomes more offensive to us. We don't want to sin. That is excellent, Barb. You know, I tell you what, since I've gotten closer to the Lord, there are things I don't want to wear short shorts anymore like I did when I was younger because there's just too much air on that part of my body. It's a to- intolerable. It makes you nauseous. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, Jesus didn't dress like that. I, you know, and I don't want to wear the blouses that show all the cleavage. You know, cleavage is worldly. That's worldly. That That is the sensual. That is to, um, that kind of stuff, um, short clothes, a bad type clothing, the wrong type of clothing is all sensual to please the eyes. And doesn't the Bible say that lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life is a major downfall for us? <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. But go to First John two sixteen. I think I, I think that's the one. First John, the one by Revelation, the little one. Go to little John. Two sixteen. I think that's no little John. Oh, it's First John. I think it was First John sixteen. There it is. Everybody have it. Barb says, I don't like watching violent TV shows. I will not watch them. I don't. I don't like them either. First uh, John 2, 16. Write this down if you have to. It says for all... No, I have to start, start with 15. 15. Yeah, <laughs> for 15. Amen. You read 15, I'll do 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. See, and, and the world seven, passeth away, mm-hmm. the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. There's that eternal. Amen. Eternal life. Praise God. And you know, some people just lust the lust just because they want to lust. <laughs> Seduction. It means more to them than salvation. <laughs> Amen. The Holy Spirit just seems to turn us off these things. That's right, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be inter like a lot of the music that I use. Oh, okay, I have a good example. I can't. My my day, my heyday was like the seventies, eighties. You know, and and I um, I remember I started singing some songs I heard on the radio that I used to sing when I was like maybe in my twenties, and I think I started singing the songs, and. Like, um, I'll give you a, a typical example. If nobody will get angry with me doing this, I'm going to give you a typical example. Now, I remember back in the day. <laughs> me and Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Do you remember Mrs. that? Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, yeah. Mrs. Jones. And I start singing it, and I was like, this guy's talking about cheating with a married woman. Mrs. Adultery. Jones. Yeah, adultery. But you know what? We jammed to that song, did we not? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them. There's things, and I, you know, I go back and I'm t- trying to sing some of these old songs I used to sing, and 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 it's all talking about getting high, having illicit sex, going with uh, adultery, lust, and I'm like, I can't believe I used to jam to those songs. So you know, once God, let's see, Age of Aquarius, people oh, don't understand wow. what that means. Mm-hmm. 
If they get into that song, The Age of Aquarius, they would be surprised exactly what that thing is talking about. It's deep. Uh, Barb says sometimes we like the music more than the words. And you know what? That's happening today. Look how the devil is sucking our children into evil by beats. And then they don't go on. Go ahead. I'm okay. sorry. They don't, they don't listen to the words. You ever notice that, Rev? They're not listening. If they, you know, I know some kids that sit down and listen that they listen to the words of what they've been dancing to, and they're like, oh, wow, you know, that's disrespecting women. And they were jamming to it. And that, that, not only that, but they're listening to the beat, and the more and more they listen to it, even though they're not listening to the words, the words are still being spoken into our ear gate. That's mm -hmm. like, um, there's this one song, I'm telling you, I love the song, and I, it's, um, now I'm showing my age, Shaggy, <laughs> It Wasn't Me. And I mean, it's a wasn't really me. nice song. <laughs> but mm -hmm. he's so in denial. He did wrong, completely, totally wrong. And he still not it wasn't me. And no <laughs> repentance was nowhere. There's no repentance. Mm -hmm. And all he can say is, I didn't do it. You know? And that's something, no repentance. And you know what, this kind of stuff is causing us to be, um, I don't want to really get deep because I was going to say something, but I better not bring it up now, I'll leave that on my YouTube. <laughs> uh -uh. But this kind of stuff that's happening is causing us to get used to it. What is the word I'm looking for? We are becoming uh, numb to sin. And this is, how yeah. t this is how TV is getting us and our children. Because we are, so, like for instance, right now, we are so used to seeing, uh, uh, what was I saying earlier about low blouses and high skirts and stuff. Their skirts are so short nowadays, I don't know why they're not embarrassed of that. But we're so used to seeing it, it's normal now. You see somebody with a really cute skirt on, you're like, oh, she looks nice, that's cute. No, it's not. It's ignorant. It, it looks like a nightgown. <laughs> There's no, um, we were talking about it earlier. That's it. There's no respect. Our, uh, yes, our sensitivities are dead. That's it. Okay, go ahead, Rev. I'm going to leave you some. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was just there, and I, I can't think of what I'm trying to say. There's no respect. There's no shame. There's no pride. There's no um, privacy. You know, things are just out there. And the scripture you tell me almost every day about um, in the latter days how the children... Of course, now that I want to talk about it, I can't think of it. Um, just how there's no respect and there's the children are coming up against the parents and no humbleness. Mm -hmm. uh, Rep, Rep, could you please see what Judy wrote? What were we talking about yesterday? The potty dance. Do oh. the <laughs> that's, potty um, dance. <laughs> that's Reverend Nessie's song. She took me out to breakfast. I know this is totally off the subject. <laughs> But um, she doesn't know how well she did me, but she took me out to breakfast, and she's sitting there. Now, I bounce when I eat, especially when I'm real happy. And that's the song where Vanessa's been singing, is the potty dance. I have no idea what <laughs> Barb says, I remember when I saw Lee, Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald uh, get shot, and I screamed and bent over crying. Yet today, I can see stuff like that and just say, oh, that's terrible. Exactly, exactly. Okay, now back to the, I want to talk about salvation for a minute here okay Jesus is the only remedy of sin now people who don't want to accept Yeshua as their savior um, there's no other way there's no back door there's no back window there's no other way to get into the kingdom of heaven except through Jesus Christ amen receiving salvation 
one must recognize recognition is the first part of it recognize that you are a sinner amen this is the way to live a saved life you have to rec just like um i think Reverend was saying earlier that people just don't want to repent it's too much you know a person that doesn't want to repent of their wrongdoing is a person who is full of pride and pride goes how does that say is that uh, psalms or, or proverbs it says pride goes before the fall before a fall yeah. See, they're full of pride. You have to recognize that you are hopelessly lost. You have to be able to see that you are hopelessly lost. And without Jesus, you will be nothing. Amen. Amen. And then you have to have I call what I call the awakening. You're, when you have to go through an awakening and say, wait a minute. I don't know what I've been doing these last few years, but I need Jesus. You know, I, I always say, and it's true, in order to turn against the sin, one must first hate the sin. This is just like what Barb was saying. This is what I wanted to get on. When Barb was saying there are sins that are hard to get away from, the reason that there are sins in people's lives that they cannot get away from is because they like it. Amen. As much mm -hmm. as they hate to admit it, they like it. They like that alcohol. They like the cigarettes. They like the, the drugs. They like the illicit sex. Amen. They like to lie. They have you haven't. You see, these people. The reason they don't pleasure of, of sin lasts but a season. Amen. The reason they don't let it go is because they haven't learned to hate it. I learned to hate my sin, and I stopped. Rodriguez says, it's very nice to be here with you, my brothers and sisters. I really enjoyed it, but I'm going to get going. Okay, I'll wake up very early. God bless you, Rodriguez. God bless you. We hope to see you back soon. Amen. I sure will. Uh, you know what? Join up with our join up with our ministry, and I'll, that, that way I'll be able to invite you every time we have something. Amen. God bless you. Oh, Reverend Essie. Hmm? That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of born the spirit, spirit is spirit. spirit. Mm -hmm. So once you get saved and accept Christ, you become spirit. So therefore, the fleshly things, like we said earlier, gotta go. They don't. They shouldn't attract you anymore. Amen. I'm gonna write down before it goes up any higher. <laughs> B I G. A. At Hotmail. Okay, I got it. Okay.com. That's very true. So, repent. The Greek word for it is metanoia. It's M-E-T-A-N-O-E-A. -E -E and that means to think differently or afterwards. Reconsider. Amen. Repentance mm -hmm. is a turning away from sin and forsaking it. It's a heart attitude. It's an inside attitude. Amen. Teresa says what? Teresa, what are you questioning? And Barb asks... Go ahead, Robert. Oh, go ahead. I was just reading, Barb, do you think that God must reach out to them first by the Holy Spirit? I wonder what would make a sinner hate sin until he is touched by God. Well, first of all, when you take that faith in that, that step of faith and you say okay Jesus I believe that you died for me and you therefore give him the permission you're, you're inviting him in to lead and guide your life 
that's when the Holy Spirit begins to speak with you and begins to teach you. I, I really, correct me if I'm wrong, Reverend, but I really, really believe that the first step is accepting Christ so that the Holy Spirit can begin to work on you. And yes, the Holy Spirit, I, I believe by us praying for those unsaved, the Holy Spirit will nudge them so that they can accept Christ. You know what I think? The Bible says that God's Spirit reigns on the just and the unjust. And I believe that each and every person has an inkling of the Spirit within them. Actually, our spirit is of God because His breath in us, His Spirit causes us to live. It's God's Spirit that causes us to live. And everybody, I don't care where they're from, what they've done in their lives, we all, God has given a piece of Himself to everybody. It all depends on how you allow it to grow within you. You can either accept Him. That seed. Yes, the seed. Or you can reject Him. Uh, so when it says it rains on the just and the unjust, that means God has everybody covered. A seed will be planted at some time in everyone's life. And it is up to them to water that seed. Exactly. And allow that seed to grow. So when a person repents, they, they, that means that they have answered the call. They, their, their, their heart captured the whispers of God, that still small voice. See, God whispers to all of us throughout our lives. And, and he says, no, don't go that way, go the other way. Or don't do that, do this. Or wait, rise up and leave. Do this. God, the Spirit tells us to do things all of our lives. Some people pay attention to it and some don't. The ones that listen to the still small voice live better lives. <laughs> Amen? Teresa says, haven't found the right way to express those feelings to him yet. Any suggestions? Okay, I've got to go up. She says, he seems totally focused on the fact that we are all sinners and we're all and are forgiven. It is like we can sin and be forgiven. See, I don't like when people think that way. Once saved, always saved. Always saved. Haha. <laughs> I would like to find a way to make him realize that we all should. Um, about Islam, I don't know anything about Islam. Uh, Clyde, K K O Y. I don't know anything about Islam. I don't. I don't try to teach something that I don't know about. All I know is Jesus is the answer and Jesus is the way. And the people that don't accept Yeshua, the Christ, as their Savior and God's Son, they're not going to make it to heaven. I, be it Islam, I don't care where they're from, if they don't accept Jesus Christ, they're not going to make it. Amen. Teresa, churches seem to teach the kids, the kids this here, and they are more focused on the fact that we're forgiven, and that's it. Yeah, there are. I noticed that they're they're saying that once God forgives you, you're forgiven. That's true, but He doesn't want you to go back and sin. God didn't give us permission to sin. We are to daily work out our soul's salvation. Mm -hmm. That means daily wake up, daily ask for forgiveness, that's and right. daily walk with God. It is a it work. Period. When you work at something, that doesn't mean, okay, I want to play the piano. So I go to one piano lesson and now I'm, I, I can play piano. No. I have to daily work on that piano. Just like salvation, you have to daily work for your salvation. Um, if you, turn, to first, turn to first core 1531. 
Let's all turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 31. The Apostle Paul says, Hello, Abigail. Amen. God bless you. God bless everybody that came in new. Amen. The Word of God in, in the 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 31. The Apostle Paul says, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. So, fighting, you know, doesn't the Bible say that we, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits, against spirits, we have principalities and, and in high places, wickedness in high places. And we are going to wrestle every day of our lives. If you are expecting to have a good day with something without nothing bothering you, you are not going to have that day. The Apostle Paul said, I die daily. That's physically, and it also means uh, the old man has to die. You have to kill him, let him die. And if, uh, we're new creatures. You know, those who have the mind of Christ are new people, new creatures now. In verse 32, he says, If after the manner of men I have fought with, with beasts in Ephesus, what advantage it me if the dead rise not? Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. That's why we can't sin and sin and sin and keep thinking that we're, oh, we're forgiven. So in other words, you ask God to... I, I, I don't understand the... Uh, I don't understand it, Teresa. I really don't. The once saved, always saved. Now Jesus died and shed his blood on a cross that would, so that we could ask him to forgive us. Uh, doesn't he say in the Bible, what is it, 490 times a day? What is it, 70 times 7 we forgive? Uh, but but now if we could forgive 490 times a day, how many times do you think God wants us to ask him to forgive us? He wants us to forgive us every time we sin. Um Rev, am I on here? I mean... Yeah, yeah, you're here. I was just... I was reading um, Barb, and she said um, she doesn't find spending time with Jesus as work. And I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I agree that when trouble comes, rest in God. But some of us have to learn how to rest. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who don't, really don't understand. Now, some of us enjoy our work, quote-unquote, and work as an activity. Work isn't always a bad thing. Work just means to put your time and devotion into that thing. And yes, we put our time and devotion into God. And that should be a pleasant thing. And that is a pleasant thing. And when we spend time with God also, like I said, we're the new ark. He rides in us now. He doesn't ride in wood. With people carrying him with the angel wings above him and and, and resting on the, the the mercy seat, you God rides in us now. So we have to spend time with him. Jesus spent time. Jesus went and recharged. Amen. And when you spend time with God, His presence comes. The anointing comes down on you. We can't do anything without the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And when, if you go out there and you try to do things without the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you'll fail every time. Be alone. Amen. The process of sanctification is holiness. Living a right life. We have to live a holy, right life. Sanctification is being holy. Leviticus 11, 44-45 says to sanctify yourself and be holy. If you remember, God told the Israelites that. 
Sanctify yourself and be holy. Anything that is separated unto God is sanctified. And if you're saved, you're going to live a sanctified, holy life. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. Unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called be saints. See, we have to live a sanctified, righteous life. We just can't do anything we want to do. So therefore, no, once, you, once you're saved, you're not always saved. Because you could, why did it backslide? That's where the word comes from, people who backslide. When you're backslidden, you're not saved. See, some people say you're still saved. If G Okay, here we go. Here if we you go. blaspheme, you're not saved. Well, if here's here's what I'm coming on. If 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 I go out right now, and I just sin, I do this really big unnecessary sin, and Jesus comes back, will I be a wise or a foolish virgin? Anybody say know your, that story? Say your question one more time. If I go out and I do this really big sin, and while I'm out there sinning, Jesus comes back. Would you consider me as the wise or the foolish virgin? Would I, would I go to heaven with him or would I miss him? Amen. Do you think that? Everybody answer that. Somebody type type your answer. You know the story about the the five, what is it, five and five? The five yes. wise and the five foolish virgins? And Teresa says, that is what I tell my kids. Amen. If, if these people keep going out and sinning and Jesus comes back, He's not going to say, uh, yeah, you were saved. Come on, come with me. No. you. We cannot serve two masters. You cannot sin and, and serve God at the same time. You can't, you're not going to get away with it. You can sin and, 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 and call yourself serving God. But if he sends his son Jesus back, you're not going. You know, I have a friend who is saved. And she goes to church on Sunday. And through the week, she does what she wants to do. Saturday she'll go out and party, but every Sunday morning she has that guilt, and she, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me. So if she was saved while she was out there partying right. and, and bumping and grinding and doing all the stuff she had no business doing, why is she coming in Sunday morning talking about, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me? Why is she feeling guilty? Her spirit knows, because it has had communication with God and with the Holy Spirit. Her spirit knows that she's not walking in her salvation. Okay, I, I want to read something else too here. And what, uh, um, okay, here we go. Everybody turn to 1 John, little John in the back. 1 <laughs> John chapter 3 and read 22. Thank you, Nick, Reverend. Oh, I thought you were typing it. Okay. <laughs> First John, chapter 3, verse 22. And that's going to be the answer. Hi, Jaren. <laughs> My son just came in. Handsome. Hi, everybody said hi, Jaren. <laughs> he said hi. Okay, everybody got it? First John 3, 22. What to say? It says, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because... Let's pause there. Stay loud. Let's pause. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. There's the answer. 
There's the answer. If Jesus comes back and you are caught not doing things that are pleasing to his what? Sight. You're not going. Mm-hmm. Is, is that that? Mm-hmm. Teresa, is that good, Teresa? You, you, uh, what do you think about that? Amen. Hey, Abigail. I like your name, Abigail. Amen. So we have to constantly be doing things that are pleasing to his sight. He is not going to take someone um, who's a sinner. I, I don't know. What do you think? I agree. I was reading what Barb said. She says, um... I don't believe that we are ever perfect and we continually need forgiveness. And the Bible does say that, and I'm in Romans again, mm-hmm. for all have sinned and come short, short. Mm-hmm. of the glory of God, being justified freely mm-hmm. by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So even though we have to continually ask for forgiveness, Jesus, because of his grace, because of God's grace, we have it. Right? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm listening to you. Uh, could you, like, go a little deeper in what you just said? Yeah. Be, um... Basically, yes, we all sin. Yes, we're all short of God's glory. But being justified, Christ Jesus died for us. He redeemed us. We didn't do it. He did it. And because because he stood there for us, because he, it, I, the perpetuation, just by him standing in the gap, just because of, not because he had to do it, but just because he did it, because he's there for us, because of his payment for us, mm-hmm. we're going to continuously get God's forbearance, God's forgiveness. So, so once saved, always saved? No. <laughs> no, because that's just one scripture. We still have to work out our soul salvation. We still, every day, We're justified by faith. We have peace with God. Mm -hmm. But the wages of sin is still death. We still have to ask for forgiveness. That's right. Like you said earlier, every day. I was looking at Proverbs 28, verse 13. And it says, um, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whoso confesses and forsaketh them, that's repenting, shall have mercy. Okay, Barb's got some stuff here. If we depend on our actions for every moment, we stand a great chance of not making it. That's good, amen. It is all about what Christ did for us. We don't choose to live a life of sin, but we as believers can fall, right? We fall down, but we get up. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I believe that those who truly belong to Christ do not just plain church or once saved, always saved. Okay, she believes in once saved, always saved. Well, put it this way. We will find out. 
We will I, find out. I have a scripture here. I gotta find it though. All I know is that we there is no sin that can go to heaven. When Jesus comes back and we're caught sinning, we're not going to heaven. We can't say we're saved if we're if we're sinning. Jesus said, re, re, uh, "How did he say? Um, get get thee away from me. I know you not." There's going to be a lot of people Jesus is going to turn down because they thought they had it made. You know, that is saying, I, uh, to me, this is just how I, I feel. Whenever you say once saved, always saved, you're saying that you have arrived. And nothing else can change you. Nothing else can make you, you just, you, you made it. You're going to be there. Um, I don't know. I, feel, I just, I feel differently about that. <laughs> I, you know, that, that is to say that we have arrived, and the Bible tells us nobody has arrived. We are constantly, every single day, climbing that ladder. Amen? What I say ye, Riff? I'm coming from Mark 3, 28 and 29. Mm -hmm. Verily I say unto you, all sin shall be forgiven unto the sons of men. And blasphemies wherewith soever they shall be shall blaspheme, but he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. Mm -hmm. And basically, um, and it took me a long time to learn about blasphemies, but once you, and the only way I can explain it is once you taste it and see this God's salvation and you've seen the miracles and the works and you've witnessed it and then you turn and say no nah, that ain't true no nah, mm -hmm. that's nah, blasphemy that that's blasphemy and mm -hmm. it says right here that, that but is in danger of eternal damnation and people when we backslide we are very close to eternal damnation because we're turning our back and saying that we don't have enough faith mm -hmm. and we're saying that no i really don't believe that these miracles can happen no i really don't believe god can save me god won't see me yeah yeah i can now if he can see enough to do a miracle he's definitely going to see you in your sin that's where you know there's a thin line and we have to be very very careful when we backslide and as Teresa said earlier if we have time to ask for forgiveness there you go. Oh, did she say that? I'm missing so much um, because I'm reading something else. But did, did she say that? If we have. I like that. If we have time. Like I said, the uh, listen, we got, Jesus gave us parables and stories in the, in the Bible. We have to get deeper into them and know that they are just more than stories or parables. He wants us to understand them with the Holy Spirit, with his spirit that he sent for us. The Spirit of God is our teacher. Amen? Doesn't it say He's our teacher? And He wants us to understand, don't be a foolish virgin. You know, don't lay around and sin and do whatever you want to do and think you're going to get away with it. Because when Jesus comes back, either you have oil in your lamp or you're not. Because if you ask me for some of my oil, you're not going to make it because you're not getting none of my oil. You're going to have to go to the store and buy some oil just like I did. You're going to have to live a righteous life, just like I did. Until she said, "Yeah." Until they, they didn't think about it. Until, until it was, was too late. late. Yeah. That's like the ant and the grasshopper story. Uh oh. Want to tell that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just um, the ants. How the ants works. All I don't remember exactly how it goes, but um, 
they teach this in school now instead of teaching the Bible, which it's a, still a parable if you ask me. The ant worked all summer and got his food up and did everything while the grasshopper played. And then when winter came, the ant, they had their food and their house was built and the grasshopper was lost. And he said, little ant, can I come in and have some of your food? And the ant said, nope. I worked all summer to get mine. Now you go get yours. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Woo. See, we're free from the curse of the law. We shouldn't. We're free from the bondage of the law, the bondage of sin. Romans six, chapter chapter six. Romans six, six to seven, and then eleven to twenty. Let's, let's turn to Romans six. I want. I want to see something here. I'm, I'm trying to get the notes here and do things. Romans six. I like Romans. Uh, Reverend, you uh, read out of Romans earlier. Romans Road to Salvation. Mm. You know, that's... I am... Um, it's funny because I was teaching son and mine at the church, and the kids came up to me talking about, Miss Nicole, we're learning the Romans Road to Salvation. I had no idea what they were talking about. The kids taught it to me. I did, I did too. I just heard it in the last few years myself. <laughs> okay, everybody got Romans 6. And it says, six, verse 6 says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Uh-oh. Did we hit it? Oh. Are you seeing it, Ralph? Is it, is Teresa, Barb, everybody, you can see in this? Romans 6.6, 6, the end of it says, uh, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So if you are serving sin, you're not going to heaven. I don't care if you receive Jesus December 25th of 2005. If Jesus comes back today, to March 17th, 2009, and you're sinning, you cannot serve two masters. You will not go. And then verse 7 says, For he that is dead is freed from sin. That's why every time we do something wrong, we have to hurry up and say, Oh, Jesus, forgive me. Oh, Lord, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> you know, we right have to then and there. Mm-hmm. Right then and there, man. Don't wait. Because if you if you cuss somebody out and you think you're cute and you walk around with your head up high saying, I told them, and Jesus comes back, he ain't one. If you didn't ask him to, Jesus is your lawyer. He needs to know everything. He wants you, he wants you to trust him. He wants you to tell him everything. And if you leave something out, he's not going to stand in the gap for you. If you're like, you, mm, I go on on that. <laughs> I can go mm-hmm. on on that. But does that make sense, Ralph? It does. Romans 6.6, 6, it says, if you are, you should not serve sin. So I don't care if you say you're saved or not. If you did anything, if you're serving sin, you're not serving God. You can't serve both. And 1 John 3.8 says we're saved from Satan and demonic powers. Amen. So I'm, I'm extending this and extending this. <laughs> Anybody have anything else they want to say? Rev, is there anything else you want to say about salvation? Um, No, we just... I guess we should say, as it says in Romans, again, chapter 10, 9, that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So, confess, believe, and you'll be saved. 
Read 10, verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Mm. Amen. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord is all, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Mm -hmm. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it's not just for us, it's not just for them, it's for everyone, it's for all of us. And look at, look at A, 14A, read 14A, that's excellent, right there. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe, here's an answer, Barb, and mm -hmm. how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they be, how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of awesome. peace mm -hmm. and bring glad tidings of good things. See, 14a says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? If you go back and you, you sin, purposely sin, you're letting Jesus know you don't, you don't, you don't believe him. You'd rather, you're, you're letting him know that you're, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is more important than living and following him. I don't know about anybody else, but I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Amen. Is there anybody here that wants to follow Jesus? I hope everybody here is saved. If Jesus came back right now, would you go? That's the question. It is not a hard thing to do to just say, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. You see in the Bible, you see it from the Bible to the news on TV. Keep your eyes on Israel. You see that the time is almost over. Earthquakes in diverse places. The things that are going on in this world is horrendous. How much more is left? We can't get any darker. We can't get any deeper. They're saying on TV now that there's things coming up from inside the earth, underneath the sea, and it's thinking, and there's big worms coming up from inside the earth. The earth is getting ready to turn inside out, guys. I'm telling you, it's almost over. Now is the time. And I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I just want everybody to go to heaven with me. Amen. The more the merrier, the bigger the party. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So is there one? Is there anybody that wants to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior? If you do, just say, I do. And we'll lead you into the body of Christ, and you will live a righteous, good life with Jesus and the Holy Spirit fighting your battles. God loves you. God loves you. Will you come? Amen. So we did our Bible study. If you want to, just while I'm talking, just type I do or something. Let us know. And we did our Bible study a little different tonight, but I, I enjoyed it. What about you, Rev? I enjoyed it. What do you guys think? 
Amen. What do you think? It was a new experience. I know that. <laughs> very much. Amen. Very nice. Thank Praise you. God. You know what I like about Barb? I think it, it's a Barb, maybe Teresa too, but that even though sometimes we disagree on things like um, uh, once saved, always saved, she still loves the Lord. She's not letting it bother her. And I'm not either. We, we don't either. We love each other. You know, we don't agree on everything. But Amen. we know how to serve Jesus. Am I right, Rath? <laughs> I know that's right. And we do know that there is salvation for all. Amen. Look what Ju Judy says. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation <laughs> yes. to all who believe. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I just Amen. trust on God and I love you. Go ahead, Barbara. Amen. So there's no, no, I guess everybody here is saved. If you're not saved, we're going to keep everybody in prayer here anyway. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you, thank you, thank you. And I thank you for laying this idea on Reverend Nicole's mind. It shows that you are, her mind is churning for the kingdom of God. And Lord God, we ask that you send more people that want to learn, people that need to get things off their chest, and people that just want to know about you. God, we ask that you send the people that want to know more how they should serve you, the people that want to turn their back on their sins and stop living a dark, grimy life in the darkness, but they want to come out and step into the light and be saved. And salvation is free. They don't have to pay for it, Lord God. And we want people to know this. We want to advertise. We want to blast it around the world, Lord God. We want to publish that Jesus Christ is, is good and salvation is free. Lord, I thank you for those that came on, even the ones that left. I ask that you bless each and every household that's represented on this Bible study here tonight, the ones that were here, the ones that left, Lord God, and, and, and just that little touch, just that little bit that they heard might have been seeds planted into their hearts, Lord God. Well, they'll come to you one day and ask, what must I do to be saved? Lord God, we just thank you. Thank you for being the Alpha and the Omega. Thank you for being the one and only true God that no other person, no other God can mock. Thank you for being the living God, the unseen God, the God that the enemies just get confused about because they just can't put you in a box on a shelf or in a bottle. Oh, you're so wonderful, Father. You help us to feel better when we don't feel good. You rise us up every morning, Lord God. You take care of our children. I ask right now a special blessing on every household that is represented. That means a lot to me. That's why I keep saying it, Lord, because there's so much out there, so much harm out there that can come to us. Your angels, I ask, Lord God, that you set your angels all around our homes to keep us safe, all outside, all inside, miles. Let us continue to praise Jesus Christ so that these evil spirits that try to ruin us will run. You've given us victory, and we thank you for that, Lord God. Yeshua, you are a wonderful Savior. And we love you for it. In Jesus' holy name, we're praying tonight and thanking you for another wonderful Bible study. Amen. Amen. And amen. And Rev, it was nice talking with you. Amen. <laughs> hey, God bless everybody. And we'll see you either Sunday at church or next Wednesday. Amen. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get on this Bible study. Amen. You're welcome, Teresa. God, God bless, bless you. you. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>